way he walks, the way he looks. Look at him. The way he walks, he the way he looks, like you. the way he touches you. I'm sorry. He looks exactly like you. Look like me? You of all people should know I would never in my life wear black silk underwear. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears, episode number 75. My name's Larry, I'm your usual host for the show. I think I've done pretty much every single episode. 75 of them, actually. <laughs> actually, is it 75 or 76? I did a special episode one time before with uh, the Aliens episode I did. No, I think we counted that Did episode. I count that one? Okay. Yeah, I think this is 75. Oh, shit, okay. You need to do a better job of keeping track of how many episodes we have. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally in all of them. You said yeah, you guessed yourself about that. Too. Yeah, well, come on, man. I just want to make sure. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, we got Jesslyn with us today, and Hello. also Tyrell's with us once again here. Hey, hey. Steve Martin of our show. Steve Martin. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with the movie real quick, and then I have a cool subject that we're going to go over that's I've thought of a lot lately after a few trailers that I've seen. I'll get into that in a second. But our first film is the uh, the Ted, Bo- Ted Bundy movie that's on Netflix, which uh, has a long-ass title. Uh, you know... Um, and it goes even longer in the movie because this is actually a quote from the movie or from mm-hmm. real life, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. That's with Zach Efron's playing uh, Ted Bundy and Lily Collins is playing his longtime girlfriend during the whole, not the whole time, but during the time he was killing people. And uh, I, when I first heard about this film... There was a lot of backlash because I people hadn't seen the film yet, but they thought it was going to like glorify violence and murder and whatever else Ted Bundy had done. And it wasn't like that at all. Yep. It was pretty much from the point of view of his, his girlfriend at the time, Liz. And it's um, not like any of that at all. There's really no like murder scene, except there, there's one. Uh, and that's it. Otherwise, it's just... It, it kind of questions if he's guilty or not, in a way, because throughout the movie you're you're getting everything from either um, Liz or Ted Bundy's point of view, and it's just it's not all those scenes of of all the murder he did. They're kind of saving all of that for the end, which I think would work a lot better if people didn't know about Ted Bundy. And if it was, um, but everyone knows about Ted Bundy, so we all, every going into this movie, you know he's guilty. You couldn't see me like throwing my hands. <laughs> you were not a fan of the film. I wasn't, and I was completely prepared to disagree with people who said it glorified Ted Bundy. And in a way, I do. I don't think it glorifies Ted Bundy. I think what it almost does is sympathize with Ted Bundy, which is way worse than glorifying mm-hmm. Ted Bundy. I don't know. So I read up on it a little bit. It's based on. Uh, the book, oh crap, by well, Liz Kendall. Liz right? Kendall, yeah, it's based on her book. So I understand why they chose to tell it from her perspective. And did she see any of that carnage? Mm-hmm. No, of course she didn't. Did she try to believe that he wasn't a serial killer for years? Yeah, absolutely, she did. Um, but I don't know. The fact that we're led to, you know, led down this path of, oh, we don't know if Ted Bundy really did all this stuff until the very end. I thought was kind of disappointing. And Joe Berlinger said the reason that he based this on Liz Kendall's book. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Not the reason he based it on her book. The reason that he gave her, gave the character some satisfaction at the end that didn't actually happen in real life uh. was because he wanted to pay some homage to the Me Too movement. But I feel like paying homage to the Me Too movement would actually be admitting to all the 30 to 60 women that he'd beat to death. Right, yeah. Um so I, I was disappointed. Not in Zac Efron. I actually had high hopes for Zac Efron, and he delivered. I yeah, thought he, was he was great. Great Ted he Bundy. Was, he was good. Yeah. He was good. And I feel like he also could have shown us that cold, calculating, scary Ted Bundy, and we saw it for maybe a split second. 
I think Joe Berlinger should stick to documentaries. <laughs> to Which be, is, uh, that documentary is so good, yeah. Did yeah. he also do the documentary? He did, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he did um, Paradise Lost, all three of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then he also did the Blair, the sequel to Blair Witch, too. So. Which <laughs> I think is underrated. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it since high school, I don't know. I yeah. thought it was fun. Well, with that movie, like, it was cut up and like yes. reshot and there's a there's actually a pretty cool little documentary about that movie on on youtube i'd say check it out because it, it may not make the movie better but the movie they were setting out to make was different mm-hmm. and they went in a totally different direction with the film um huh. well it was interesting it was you know when i saw the advertisement for i haven't seen it yet but mm-hmm. i was just i was i was curious about the casting you know like did it work did it not work mm-hmm. because ted bundy was you know, described as being, like, charming and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, Zac Efron, I mean, I can kind of see that. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, when you watch the documentaries about Ted Bundy, there's obviously moments where you're like, that's a psychopath. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like to find that balance between mm-hmm. the two, you know, yeah. And I do think that Zac Efron does capture that charm and the arrogance. But also, like, how much credit do I give him when we've all seen those videos of Ted Bundy over, well, not all of us, people who are obsessed with serial killers like me, I guess, have seen those videos over and over and over. So is he actually capturing Ted Bundy or is he just doing a really great impression of those videos that we've all seen? You have a good point there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You never never really thought of that, but yeah, Yeah. because everyone's seen those and maybe I can do Ted Bundy. If you want to, (laughs) yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I, I think Zac Efron's great, but I did wonder that, too. I'm also mm-hmm. curious about the book, because I yeah. I did a comic about a serial killer, and in my research about the serial killer, I read a book by his wife, and, and it was her perspective of him being, like, a really great guy, you know? Ted Bundy? Uh, no, it was uh, oh, the oh, great killer. Oh, okay. It was Gary Ridgway, and um, so I was like, you know, her book was the most interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It was not very well written, but it was interesting, because, like, the whole time she's just talking about how the relationship progress and all that. So now I'm curious about this book. Like, is the book just a similar... I mean, it sounds like the movie is more about them falling for each other, or... Yeah, so I haven't read the book. The Green River River Killer, I feel like she never had any idea. No. But Liz Kendall gave information to the police. She started to suspect kind of early on that it was him, so... So I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I'm excited to watch it, even if it's not very good. (laughs) Yeah, it's not bad. It will... I think it probably would have been a little better if I hadn't watched the documentary beforehand or knew anything about Ted Bundy beforehand. Which then is I think Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So C minus. Yeah. About that for me too. Yeah. But check it out. I mean yeah, Zach Efron, good performance. Definitely. You know, I loved him in Baywatch. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a woman, flesh and blood. I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of remakes, which is a good segue. Oh, hey. <laughs> so the other day we went to the theater to see the new Avengers movie. And there were previews beforehand. And one of them was The Lion King that they're, they're redoing that movie. Um, and it's I guess it's the first time I've ever seen an animated movie be remade into another animated movie. And just pretty much be the same exact thing, and I'm just telling myself why, why, why do that? That you, the Lion King itself is is adored, you know. There's it had like the great soundtrack, and people just love that movie. I remember in middle school, like uh, the art teacher was like some hippie, and she always just threw on the Lion King in the room while you did your art projects. So I, I was surrounded by that through like my middle school years. And now, like, all those people who were that age are now parents, and they're taking their kids to go see this Lion King movie, too. But don't, okay? It, this, movie didn't, this movie didn't need to be made again, okay? Uh, especially if it's going to be animated. Because that's what it is. It's an animated movie. Yeah. Um, and they're doing that with a lot of Disney movies, it seems like. You know, they got Aladdin coming out. They got, I'm sure they're going to do a Frozen movie. And then, they did the Dumbo one, right? Yeah, Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah. And then they have, the yep. they have a few more coming out, too. And, like, what's next? Are they going to do fucking cars? You know, like, who's going to yeah, play the car? They touch Lilo and Stitch. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll be coming soon, too. So, with that, I, I've always said, you know, instead of make, remaking good movies, let's try and remake some bad movies and make them better. And so I've asked uh, Jesslyn and Tyrell to come up with just three this time. I mean, if we, if we really have a good time with this, we'll do part two. <laughs> so, 
Um, I asked them to pick three movies that they would like to see remade, and if they can think of the director to do it, that would be great too. So, um, Tyrell, we're going to start with you. What's your first sure. one? Sure. Uh, the first one I thought of. So, what I was thinking of, I agree with you. Like remake bad movies and try to make them better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or like movies that I was really disappointed in, that I was like mm-hmm. excited for, mm-hmm. and I went to see it, and I was like, oh. You know, yes. me too. And like, exactly. how, how can it? You know, if, if given another shot, how could it be better? And one of the first ones that popped in my head is being one that I, I was like pumped for. I like dragged all my friends to the theater to see it. I was like, guys, <laughs> this, is gonna be, this is gonna rock. It was ultraviolet. <laughs> and I was like, because I loved Equilibrium, and I was yes. like, oh man, this is gonna Kurt be so Wimmer, yeah. yeah, Jovovich, this is gonna be awesome, you know. And it was just, it just, it just didn't totally work you know there's no. some redeeming qualities in the film there's a lot of action in it a lot of yeah. action right it was, it was but it just felt like it didn't quite work and i was like you know what they should have done they should have just made it an anime and uh, they should yes. have had it directed by yoshiaka kawajiri who did like ninja scroll vampire uh, deep bloodlust i was like just go full anime with it make it super violent super bloody when she's running all over the place and doing all this crazy stuff, it'll look cool, not like silly. corny and yeah. silly. Yeah, yeah. And so that was like the first one I thought of, and I was like, just make it an animation, make it animated in Japan in 1992, and it'll be <laughs> perfect. You know, absolutely. So, I, you know, I agree with that. Actually, Jocelyn and I, when we first started dating, actually, we actually got that movie, uh, rented it one time. You don't even remember watching that piece. Oh, yeah, oh you do? Yeah, okay. I remember watching it, but I don't remember anything. Yeah, about exactly. It. Yeah. Which is not unusual for me, but <laughs> it was colorful. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a cool. That's a good pick. Never thought of that one. Uh, what has Kurt Wimmer de- done since then? He's he's written a few things. Like he okay. worked on the script for the Total Recall remake when oh, okay. it should not have been remade. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done some other script stuff. He did some direct to video stuff. I mean, uh, I think mostly he's doing scripts on movies like action movie doctrine okay. scripts. You know, hey, it's kind of disappointing because um, I I thought he had so much promise when yes. Equilibrium came out. Yes, exactly. So. Uh, Jesslyn, your pick. So I, I thought you said to pick three, so I yeah. picked three. Oh, yeah, okay. go for it. Yeah, you're going to go like, yeah. Yeah, I'll oh, do okay. one, one, one. So yeah. Okay, yeah. so I picked three for three different reasons, but going along with your reason of what movie would I say, like, go back to the drawing board and do it again. I know you can do better. And it's actually Ghostbusters, the remake. I thought ah, that had so much potential. Yeah. I was so excited. I want you to go back. I want you to keep that cast Rewrite that script and do it all over again. Ghostbusters 2016. Like, have a script. Have yes. A script. Right? Don't just rely on, yeah. like, oh, we're just riffing off of each other. Right. Because, like, right. what a great cast. And sure, I'm fine. Remake Ghostbusters. But they did, like, nothing. Like, nothing. No. no. It, yeah. I do think that Ghostbusters could have had a new story to tell, especially with an all-female cast. But, no, colossal fail. Go back and do it again. And your villain? I mean, like, do you guys even remember who the villain was? No. Exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's a big reason why that movie was, was so bad. It yeah. wasn't. It, I laughed a couple times, but it was. They uh, needed that like Sigourney Weaver <clears throat> character. Yes, it was like you know someone had an attachment to them, and then they get possessed, and they go right. away, and they come back, and they're kind of evil. Like, oh, that's like one of the best things about Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, my first pick is Death Spa. Ah, Death Spa. <laughs> you said when we did Death yes. Spa that you want to see a remake. I want to see a remake of Death Spa done by Stephen Kostansky. He's the guy who did The Void and yep. Yep. who did, um, whatchamacallit, one of my favorite movies that Jessalyn absolutely hates. A Manborg. Oh, right, Manborg. Yes. It's not even fair for me to hate Manborg. I don't know why I feel so strongly about it. But after the void, seeing what they can do with like their practical effects and their lighting, even mm-hmm. and just their spooky imagery, I think that they can remake uh, a Death Spa movie, and you could still it could still take place in the eighties or nineties. You know, it doesn't have to be like like a, a super gem, or that can even work too, like a twenty twenty super gem. Think, yeah, that would totally work because yeah. that's what it was supposed to be in the eighties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a great idea if those filmmakers just redid that movie, kept the basic premise too, and just built off of it from there. Uh, yeah, that movie has some like, you know, I was trying to think of like horror movies because there's so many horror movies that had potential. Yes. Like, for cool, not just gore, but like a cool story, and they just fail. And yes. the eighties is full of them. Yes. That one's a great mm-hmm. pick. That's a good pick. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, wait till you hear my second one. It, it, it's kind of blasphemous, but... Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Ty, uh, Tyrell, your next one? Uh, so my next one is a movie that I actually like, but I just feel like... It's a movie that I like knowing that it's not perfect. And I'm like, well, what if we could redo it and just make it 
be a hundred percent good, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was uh, Nighthawks. Ah. Uh, I want to see Nighthawks mm-hmm. remade by S. Craig Zoller. Ah. Um, you know the guy who's yes. done Dragon Cross Country, <laughs> Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> like to see him do like a crime story about these sort of like beyond the rules cops, and then this crazy terrorist, you know, mm-hmm. kind of holding a city hostage. I just feel like he could build so much more tension with it. Whereas, like, Nighthawks is just kind of a collection of scenes with kind mm-hmm. of cool actors and Stallone with a beard. And it's like... You got Billy Dee's in you there. You got Billy Dee in there. Rutger right. Hauer, right? Rutger Hauer's like a great villain. Guy. And it's like, I would just love to see Zoller do it with kind of his touch of kind of realism and the way he kind of heightens tension. I think mm-hmm. Nighthawks could be, like, a really cool mm-hmm. film, especially now with, like, the idea of, you know, domestic terrorism and stuff yes. like that. I think he could do something really cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Especially with him doing the movie. Um S. Craig Zoller. Jessalyn, your your second? My second is, I always grew up arguing, werewolves are my favorite, and I always grew up <laughs> arguing that The Howling was my favorite werewolf movie, uh, and then I watched it again as a full-fledged adult female, and The Howling sucks. I gotta see... I want to see The Howling be remade, and I think I want the Drive Guy to remake it. Oh. Nicholas. Wending Riffin? Wending Riffin. Yeah. I want cool. him to remake The Howling. I think oh, he that's, will make that's it. That's very interesting. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm so into that. Yeah. As long as Rob Bottin is still doing the practical effects. Yes, uh, like, absolutely. That's practical like, effects. That would be perfect. Yeah. That's a great pick. Mm-hmm. I think he retired, though. <laughs> he might be. Get, get, like, his protege. You know, yeah. Yeah, like that guy. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Thank you. Because um, there's not enough good werewolf movies. No, right, there isn't. exactly. Yeah. I thought as a child there were, but I was so wrong. No. I went back to rewatch them. Yeah. I think what the last good one we saw was Late Phases. And Late that, Phases that is a good really one, good. yeah. That yeah, mm-hmm. was low budget. They had the main actor in that's awesome. It's great yeah, that movie. that was a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. Uh, my second one uh, <laughs> is Mean Streets, the Scorsese oh. film bun- done by S. Craig Zoller. <laughs> Nice. I was like, well, because you, you see how gritty that movie is, and he, with other movies like uh, he's dealing with cops and and, and uh, just criminals. like criminals, and this one are just some common thugs, and I would just love to see his take on that film, and just to see like what he does with the De Niro character yeah. and and uh, with the uh, how well the the Kaitel character interacts with his girlfriend in that movie. You know, it, it, there's just so many different directions I think he could take that movie and just show how like dark and gritty he can be and just make a great film out of that one that's cool that would be interesting not because Mean Streets is necessarily bad no because it's like there's exciting filmmakers now you know mm-hmm. well, that was the thing I was trying to there's not as many as I had thought I had in my head but like that you'd love to see a tackle the same kind of mm-hmm. world that's there yeah that's right. a good one that's a good one yeah it's uh, one of Scorsese's earlier works and it, it really didn't rise to the level of like his other films following like Taxi Driver uh, Goodfellas uh, and, and those films, so it, it's it's a cool little little film he did, and it's a good starting off point for him. So I really like that movie too, and especially the the pool scene where they all fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes in film. And uh, all right, Tyrell, your third. Uh, so this one I went in another direction where it's a film that's actually kind of been done a bunch of times by different people and it's mm-hmm. they never get it right even though there's some that are close and some that are far away and that's Punisher mm. so I want to see a Punisher mm. movie done right and the man to do that is Chad Stahelski who does the John Wick movies okay like, just Ooh. put him on a Punisher movie you got it you're done done you know just I give like him the it. film and let him do his thing heck put Keanu in his Punisher I don't yeah. care yeah. like that would be an amazing film I would totally be into that because I just feel like all three of the Punisher movies have redeeming qualities, but none of them are just there. Like as a fan of Punisher, like you're a fan of Werewolves, I just want to see the best version that could be yeah. made and mm-hmm. that has not occurred yet. Which do you think is the best version so far of those three? War, probably Warzone. Yeah, and that one's kind of silly. And it's yeah. too silly. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's my favorite one, though. Yeah, yeah. Ray Stevenson. He's right. Like that. <laughs> Uh, Jessalyn, your third? So I started thinking a lot about live-action cartoons and what, what I would like to see <laughs> made from my childhood. I also want to add that The Lion King is Hamlet, that they remade into The Lion King, that they're now uh, remaking into a live. Good yeah, point. true, true. Just saying. English nerd. Um, <laughs> so I want a live-action Secret of Nim. I want John oh Favreau to give me a live-action Secret of Nim. Oh I don't want him to pull any punches with the scary parts. I want a terrifying owl. <laughs> 
I want a terrifying uh, tractor, plow, whatever. Wow, that could be interesting. Yeah, I want it. PG-13, live action, Secret of Nim. Now, my question, though, is like, does it utilize CG or is it all practical and puppets and stuff? No, I think it. Ha- I think CG is okay. what I want. That's I want cool. them to look like mice. Yeah. yeah. And talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the thing that we're still not counting is animated these days. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I mean, they're calling the Lion King live action. Which is so right. I mean, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's Jungle not. Book. I'm like, yeah. not really. Because yeah. there's one kid interacting with, right. like, hands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I would like to cool. see that. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do you think would voice Annie Shrew? Man, I don't know. I want you to answer that for oh, me. Oh, sure. <laughs> hmm. uh, Helen Mearing. No, the first Mearing. British actress you could think of. Like, hey, throw her in there. But yeah, yeah that's a good pick. That's um, That was a big childhood movie for me, and I know for you, too. Definitely, and, yeah. Uh, Tyrell, did you appreciate that movie when you were a kid? That was not one I really watched very much as a kid. Mm-hmm. I did kind of rediscover it in college. You know, like, I had watched it as a kid, but I did. it wasn't one that I watched a bunch. And then, mm-hmm. like, in college, I was like, wow, this is really crazy. This is, like, a really cool little movie. You know, it's like I rediscovered that and uh, Watership Down, like, at the same oh, time. Oh, God. You know? That one's so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, but... I didn't grow up with that one. I watched right. it as an adult, and I was like, how is this a kid's movie? Yeah. 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 Same with Secret of Nim. Watching yep. that as an adult, they're like, jeez, kids' movies were terrifying. <laughs> well, maybe that's why as a kid I didn't grow up with it. Maybe like I just didn't get it, or it scared me or something. Yeah. So I didn't want to rewatch it or mm-hmm. something. Hmm, wow. That would be great to see. I would love to see. Actually, I'd love to see all these movies. That would be fantastic, man. We'll start calling executives right now. Okay, and my third movie is... Coming up next. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. movie of the week is the 1989 classic to me it is actually <laughs> and my pick for a remake is the 1989 film arena is aka the space boxing movie <laughs> so you don't want it remade because this one isn't good because you called it a classic. no it's a classic so um a classic to me so okay. that, that doesn't mean shit to anyone else <laughs> i know what you mean dude i call movies classics all the time <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. exactly space rocky <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right that's what this movie is it's basically that um there's a, a spaceship and there's the future and then uh, it's it's the great white hope in space for the most part. <laughs> great uh, human hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so this movie stars um, his name is Paul was Paul Paul Satterfield. Satterfield. Paul Satterfield. Yeah. He's like our main character. He's the the boxer in this movie, the human boxer. And I remember this guy from Creepshow Two. He was uh, in the raft scene. He was kind of the bully guy in that. Uh, you're shaking your head, Tyrell. You never seen Creepshow? No, 2? I have. It's just not very good. Oh uh, no, it's not very good at all. <laughs> this dude's actually—he's actually kind of funny in the movie, yeah, and yeah. then um, he gets killed off in that film really pretty quickly. Uh, so I went to his IMDb page to see what he looks like now, but his picture on there is of the scene from the raft, and it's just of his high school ring going through the 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 raft, <laughs> and that's his picture on there. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, you know, I think he has to be in charge of what picture goes up. So or his agent or his agent. His so agent, I was like, yeah. oh, fuck it, we'll throw up the, his death scene. <laughs> oh man. 
So um, from here on, our, our, our film is just... It's by Charles Band. If you know who Charles Band is, he was the guy who... Uh, he's, he's big into, like, Full Moon. I think he owns Full Moon. He's mm, like I a, think, yeah, that sounds right. And he's done tons and tons and tons of movies, like Puppet Master, uh, Subspecies. He's directed a lot of these, produced a lot of them. So uh, if you ever see uh, Charles Band production, you know that you're getting in for like a low budget <laughs> ride. And this movie is pretty low budget, but it looks pretty good. There are, there are definitely scenes in this film where like the, the art production is, is just great. There's um, a scene where they're just walking down a hallway and it, it looks filthy and dirty and it looks like a futuristic hallway I've never seen before except for in another movie. Yeah, so, the, 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 some of that stuff was good. It does, mm-hmm. it, you know, when it does open up and you see the the space uh, station, I'm like, oh, the satellite of love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was real bad, like real bad. Yeah. But it then was... there's like there's like cool creatures and there's like yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree with you that there's some redeeming qualities in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and the practical effects in this are pretty cool. You know, you have a lot of these creatures. It's this whole ship is pretty much just a cantina scene for from Star Wars, <laughs> with all these different fish characters and, um, like our first fight that we see in this movie is between the champion. His name is Horn. He's like Horn. a he's like a half uh, cyborg half. Like bull humanoid guy. Yeah, he's like a goat man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he fights this one dude. Uh, his name's Spinner, and he and he's like the worst fighter ever. Like he he can barely move, right? And he's like engulfed in like this big metal like uh, I don't know ball kind of. He looks like that robot from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, kind of. like yeah. Battlestar Galactica <laughs> or um, that little floaty guy in uh, the black hole. You know. Yes, no, black hole guy. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, not yeah. not Battlestar Galactica. Black hole. Uh, I used to have that action figure. <laughs> it's good. It was weird. Legal. Like I was watching it and I was like, "How is he a good fighter?" Right. You know? And then yeah. I and then for a minute I was trying to give the movie credit. I was like, "Well, I remember that show Robot Wars, and it was always like the, la- the lamest robot always yes. won. The one that was just like a, a little scoop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the one that came out with spikes all over it would just get trashed. Right. <laughs> that show was pretty weird. Was like, maybe he was like that. Like somehow he had a trick that. <laughs> but no, no, and he had like a laser or like a gun stationed on him. He never used it. His arms were like spaghetti. And he had all these contraptions on him. He was just the worst. And Horn just ends up throwing him into the crowd, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of speeds up for a second. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's it. the, yeah. <laughs> so that's our introduction to the arena part of this. After that, we get to meet our hero. Uh, he's working at like this uh, this restaurant with. His mentor, I guess, Shorty. It's this guy with four arms, right? Polly. Pretty much Polly, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that guy, he does actually a lot of voice work. Uh, I, I read through it, and um, I think I wrote some of it down. No, I didn't. But he does a. Oh yes. No, actually, no. Actually, it's another guy who does a lot of voice work too. The guy who does all the creature voices in this is like uh, he does tons of cartoon voices. He does uh, what's his name in, in Transformers. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that Welker? Is so, it yeah, it's so like the guy who does all the, like he does like he's not listed as the cast. He's just listed as creature voices, but he oh, does nice. like Horn's voice and all these other guys' voices. Oh, okay, that's cool. Him. Yeah, nice, nice. Hey, man, not to <laughs> No, no, that's not perfect. Um, so yes, uh, we get to meet them. There's a scuffle in the restaurant because they're fucking up everyone's food order, and these <laughs> these two like fish dudes are trying to order something. They're not getting their food, so their big like uncle or brother comes in, and he's a boxer, right? Um, and then he starts pushing around Shorty a little bit, and then our, our hero um, gets up and he, he beats the piss out of this guy, and uh, he and we find out that that guy was a boxer and he boxed with the same people as Spinner did. Uh, and I guess he was just as bad as Spinner was. He got the shit kicked out of him by this human. And that's, like, unheard of now. Uh, there hasn't been a human champion for 50 years. We learned that later on. Did it bother you guys a little bit, though, that, like, he beats the, the shit out of this guy? But it's because he's not cooking the food fast enough. Yeah. Right. Like, it's all his fault. <laughs> <at all>. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. You have a really good point there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um... They leave the work. I guess they get fired from there. And Shorty takes our, our new hero to uh, like this underground like area, kind of 
reminiscent of uh, Demolition Man in a way. Mm -hmm. That's what it reminds me of a lot is this underground place. Like the underground city where, 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 with no Dennis Leary this time. <laughs> um, so, we, yeah, that's where we learn that there hasn't been a champ for 50 years. And uh, our Steve Armstrong, our, our hero, goes and stays with Shorty. And then that's when the other boxing, uh, not promoters, but the... Um, the, the coaches for the guys who got their, their asses kicked meet up with him and try and beat the shit out of him and he beats the piss out of them too <laughs> and then they um, offer him you know a kind of like a contract to come fight with him and he initially declines he wants to go back to earth yeah right. he wants to mm -hmm. get yeah, off this spaceship and so Shorty's like hey we got a little money I'm gonna go try and gamble this money and well gambling's illegal on the, on the ship uh, this gambling rink gets broken up, and that's when we kind of first uh, we don't we don't first meet Weasel, but this is when Weasel this uh, he's like a henchman for uh, the main bad guy in this film. What the fuck's his name? Uh, Skull. <laughs> no, that's a <laughs> Rogor. No, it's Skull. a yeah. is the, right. Yeah, <laughs> Skull is going to be one of the bad Rogor, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but this this Weasel guy reminded me of. Um, well, the whole thing kind of has a Deep Space Nine feeling. Yes. To it. Quark, right? But he reminded me of Quark. He in is his, Quark. In his ability, in like his, um, like who he is, but then he looks kind of like Morph, or the Morph guy. Uh, oh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, the guy who like can shape shift on Deep Space Nine. Anyway, he's a weird looking motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but actually, yeah, he did play Quark on. Uh, <laughs> that's oh, the guy. Real? Yeah. That's <laughs> the guy. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He was well, no wonder it's Quark. Yeah. yeah. He was the principal on. Um, oh, on Buffy. Buffy. Right? Yeah. Um, he gets eaten by the giant mare snake at the end of season three. Oh, wow. And <laughs> this one too. I didn't know this. He played Andrew Ryan in Bioshock. Okay. Which is interesting. I mean, that's you know, I, I would have yeah. never guessed that one, and that's wow. that's, that's a pretty quite right, different. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't think of from looking at this rat face Would dude. Would you kindly? Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my friend actually was messing with me one day. He's like, "You played Bioshock? You beat it yet?" And I'm like, "No, not yet." He's like, oh, "Would you kindly?" And he kept saying, it. "I'm like, <laughs> what, man." And then you know, I kept, I was like, "Oh, Bioshock." <laughs> 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 uh, and. We also meet this character Skull too, who has like a uh, has like a brain, like a see-through kind of brain, and he can like connect stuff to his brain so he can hack into different yeah. machines. And he has like this, cool. yeah, yeah. He's like um, I don't know, he's like a Professor X in a way. And, yeah. Well, maybe not connect. If Cerebro like, uh, was a big shitty like underground, yes, yeah, Lobot from yeah. uh, Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> the guy, one of the guys who has no lines and has like four action figures. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from there on, uh, the the casino that gets busted up, and then the uh, the main bad guy finds out that they stole some of the money from the casino. So he wants to to pay him. He needs to pay him back, or else they're going to get killed. So he ends up boxing for the for those trainers, and they find out he's pretty cool. He's a pretty good boxer, and his first uh, his first fight is against like this big cricket looking dude uh, uh, I don't know what does he look like to you guys I don't know, he's like a it's like if a cricket was like did yoga and his legs came up over like <laughs> over to the front he's got like big front legs and he's got like a funny face that sort of looks like the 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 troll from Ernest Scared Stupid <laughs> and he's got like these tiny little arms right yeah, and he talks a lot of shit he does man yeah and it's like he's huge too and like how do you get this guy out of the ring you know but then of course you know Armstrong finds a way and he, he knocks him out and everyone starts cheering Armstrong and uh, then we get like a, a montage of all these different fights he has with all these different aliens which I, I thought it was kind of it wasn't really fleshed out all that much I really wish they could have shown a few more bouts with aliens. That would have been really cool. Oh, so. that was my memory of this as a kid. Being like, I want to see that. I want to yes. see those fights. <laughs> yeah. See those fights. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and then they're just really, really quick snippets. So you really don't get the full, you know, show of, of him fighting. So that's why I want to see this movie remade. So you can throw a bit more of that in there, too. Um, so... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, uh, Steve Armstrong meets this uh, this woman who is with uh, Rogor, the main bad guy, uh, Sherry Shattuck. Her Jade, name is Jade. Yeah. Uh, I didn't 
know this until I read on IMDb today that she was also in Death Spa, where she was the actual ghost in Death Spa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all either. come together, this show. See? She's wearing so, so much eye makeup, yeah. and the eye makeup's amazing. I love oh, it. But yes, yes. Impossible to recognize it. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite scene with her, though, is like when they, uh, uh, when Steve and, and uh, Shorty go to that bar right before they're caught up by Weasel trying to get the money back because uh, you're trying to get him to see Rogar. Uh, they're watching this hologram of her, and there's, like, this really shitty, silly music playing, like, so before weird. she... It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, this man. is alien music, everyone. you you got to love it. And she comes and sings pretty horribly, and then... <laughs> that, that's that, reminded, that all reminded me of, like... It was like, it's like, to imagine that, like, the, the hologram and the singing and the dancing, it's like the level of the Star Wars... Christmas special. It's just yes. awful and weird and confusing, yes. and you're like, what is this? And they're like, oh wow, she's pretty good. And you're like, no. Not at all. But then she ends up being bad. She drugs Steve Armstrong before his main fight with Horn, who is the champion. Um, so Because he, before that, don't they, do they try to, like, bribe him before that? Or no? I, you know, I don't remember. I watched the movie a few weeks ago. So, uh, I feel man, like the like bad guy like has him come to his office or something. Is right. like, oh, you're going to work for me. And you're going to yeah, throw gonna... the fights when I want or whatever. Something like Was that. Was it like that? Yeah, yeah it, it, it I is remember something. that too. Yeah, yeah. And then he is like, no. And then he, that's when he meets up uh, back up with Claudia Christensen who uh, from an earlier show she was in uh, shit, what's the name of that movie? Uh... Uh, it's with the alien that hides in someone. The, the hidden. hidden. The hidden, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hidden, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in that movie. Um, so it was cool to see a familiar face. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, she's she's a pretty cool character. She's a uh, take-no-bullshit kind of person. They're like the opposite of the Jade character, right? But, of course, Steve Armstrong falls for the Jade character, and she ends up drugging him. And then They go to the bone zone. They do they go sure to the bone zone. sure do. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to do right before a fight. No, 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 man. Rocky you, told me that. Yeah, yeah you, you need all, you need all, all everything. So all your juices. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, but I thought you were gonna be like, all right, all right. So <laughs> I'm gonna get fucking chided on my own podcast. This is great. Okay, um, so uh, he ends up going to you know the arena to fight Horn. He's all fucked up and he's about to die. So she drugged him so much that there's a possibility that he was gonna die. They resuscitate him for the most part, you know, but he's still kind of groggy. And then he goes to fight Horn. Now, another thing with the arena that they're in is that they have a handicapper. So if one guy is over, like, way over the other person's weight or skill level, they'll lower their little beam above them so that they're not as strong as the other person. It's an equal fight now. Kind of an interesting concept, right? That is, yeah. Because then, like, height and reach don't become as much like that's the only thing you're combating not just like well these aliens are 10 times stronger than humans or something right, right. exactly mm-hmm. they, they get slaughtered each and every time it's right. more of skill and right. not right. strength um but we we get uh what's his face like a skull who has teamed up with weasel now to fix the fight so they're able to manipulate this this ray that comes down and handicaps everyone so they make Horn stronger, and he starts to you know kick the shit out of uh, Steve Armstrong. Because well, Steve's and... like he's kind of like even though he was sick, he starts winning, right? Right, and yeah. And then they're like, I oh, the tiger comes the beams up. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Shorty sees that the the beams are kind of acting shitty at that point, so he's like, ah, I smell a rat or a weasel. <laughs> and, then he, <laughs> and then he runs up there and he sees that Skull and Weasel are are fucking with the the match, <laughs> and he puts an end to that, and he actually. I, uh, throws Weasel off the side of the <laughs> Multiple murders happen. At yes. <laughs> yes, there are uh, actually two kills in this movie. One was that guy was Weasel, and the other one was Skull, because Skull, uh, Skull's mainframe blows up, and I don't His know. His head blows up. Yeah. <laughs> that shocked me, because I, I was like, I remember this movie as a kid, and I was like, oh yeah, it's like a cute little movie. And then the dude's head blows up. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Steve wins... And um, the Jade character leaves Rogar because, you know, his fighter lost and she goes to join Steve. And then that's when um, Quinn, who is, uh, what's her face? Uh, Claudia, Claudia Christian. Christian. Yeah. Uh, Dexter. And I remember while I was watching this, you didn't expect that at all. No, I like, really didn't. 
I didn't. I thought she was gonna say something. Like I did not expect her to punch that bitch out. <laughs> she did. She knocks her out. It's that classic late eighties ending. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, somebody has to get punched, and then they walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Someone raises a fist. Funny Freeze frame. Yeah. William Atherton. Yeah. <laughs> um. When did you first see this movie, Tyrell, when you were uh, I was little. I mean, I it must have been like, you know, we would go to the video store a lot, and I think my dad probably was like, oh, this looks like, you know, a cool movie for kids, you mm. know. It probably was in, like, you know, the sci-fi section or something. Right. So I remember watching it, like, as a kid, we rented it or something. And then, of course, we didn't just rent movies. We totally stole them and copied them. And so, oh, yeah. you know, oh, we yeah. had we had it. And I remember re-watching it a few times. It wasn't like... I watched it as much as Empire Strikes Back or something. It was was definitely one of those ones I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. There's like fighting. But I think even as a kid, I think as a kid, the thing I didn't, maybe didn't make me rewatch as much is that there's not as much action. You know, it's it's a lot of just like talking and people like conniving each other. Right, right, right. You know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I must have been probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 or something like that. Yeah, I remember seeing the box for this on uh, on the shelves when I would go to the video store. And this was around the time, I must have been about 10, 10 years yeah, old, 9 yeah. or 10 years old. And uh, my dad, I would stay weekends with my dad. We'd go to the video store. And uh, we definitely, I definitely passed by this movie multiple times. And just looking at the cover of it, it looks great. It's, it's, oh, such uh, a cool mm-hmm. cover. It's got a, it's like a, a it's actually like a, a, a poster for boxing. Right. So uh, this gladiator versus this gladiator and then they have some other like their um their pre-card boxers below it too so it, it really the the poster looked really cool and then yeah when i was a kid there's monsters and i want to see this and there's mm-hmm. multiple and then oh and they're in an arena and they're fighting i'm like okay i'm sold <laughs> yeah uh, so like about the fourth or fifth time passing it well going to the video store we finally got it um i wasn't disappointed at all i i mean i was a young kid what did i know yeah. about film back then but uh, rewatching it again, yeah, there isn't that much fighting that is kind of lame, but the the premise behind it is really what kind of hooked me with this mm-hmm. movie. It, it's a cool little film that they did a pretty good job on. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, Jesslyn, I, I want to hear what you got to say about this. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Uh, You've never seen it before. Right? No, I've never seen it before. Okay. So it's it's fine. I, nothing mm-hmm. about it made me, like, upset me. <laughs> nothing about it wowed me. You didn't get pissed off when Spinner got thrown into the crowd? Or no. Or fine with that? No, I was fine with that. Um, did you say who you want to remake Yeah, that's movie? what I want to know. Yeah. Who would I want? Um, well, uh, see, this is just off the top of my head right now, because I really didn't come up with one for this movie. <laughs> but seeing how well Ryan Coogler did for... I was going to joke that, and then or, yeah, actually said it. Yeah. Which would be kind of cool, but um, for a movie like Arena, I, I think just a nice young director would be great at it. I, I would like to see that. But if they can't get that, then yeah, Ryan Coogler. He did. Yeah. It, it, those box. That's the best boxing I've ever seen in a movie. Is with that uh, the Apollo Creed movie. It's, it's fantastic because if you watch those other Rocky movies, every, everything is a haymaker, you know, or nothing's being yeah. blocked. There's nothing there. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. completely unrealistic. But the way they did the Creed movie, they put you in that ring with them. I mean, you're right next to them, and you're you're fighting with them. Well, there are a couple of times when Michael B. Jordan really does take a punch to the face. Mm. <laughs> they got in real close and wanted to yeah. make sure that they got that shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Who would you have remake this uh, movie? I would out? probably go with somebody who you know, somebody who's either going to go really big with it, like a Guillermo del Toro kind of a deal. Interesting. Or or someone like um, Gareth Evans who did uh, the Raid movies. Right. You know, okay. Who can really just kind of maybe find some kind of cool action to have in there. The main thing though would be like getting someone good to do some cool like creature effects. Yes. You know, I yeah, feel Guillermo like Guillermo del Toro would be great right, for that. Like someone yeah. who's gonna have cool designs, we're gonna see more of the fighters, we're gonna see more of that kind of action in the ring and how like see more of how this world works and how the different handicaps take effect and, and how that like why there's never been a human champion for so long. Right, yeah. Because this was more about like there's just one guy and him like being like, well, I don't know, I want to go home, but oh, maybe I'll fight, I don't know. And instead, <laughs> I want it to be like, he feels like he's got to prove something, you know. He's a, right. he's like, I am the last hope for the humans, and I gotta, you know, and maybe make the stakes a little higher than just mm-hmm. like, oh, your friends owe the bad guy some money, you know. I, I feel yeah. like that's that that drama. 
like what they did is they took like a boxing movie and they just put it in space yes and mm-hmm. i feel like well why don't we dive deeper into that world a little bit um so yeah something like that would be cool i think yeah, and then they you know to dive deeper would be great because you know there wasn't much fighting so <laughs> would it, wouldn't it be it would be a cool like netflix series or something yeah. yeah. Where, like, there's lots of fights leading mm-hmm. up to, like, yeah. a final confrontation. And you see the different boxers and their kind of rise and fall. Kind of like, I don't know if you guys have watched that anime Baki, Grappler Baki. It's, like, about this... this no. It's like a blood sport kind of situation where everyone's coming to this, like, one place Ooh. to fight. And they're all, like, the best fighters in the world. And so it's about, a, like, it's like Dragon Ball. I got a tough guy talk and then they fight <laughs> each other. And you're like, who's going to rise up and, and, and win this kind of, this battle? And that's more of the kind of thing I think would be good for this concept. Because the concept is so cool. It's boxing in space. <laughs> with monsters. Maybe another boxing in space movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of charm in it, though. And there's, yes. a, lot of, there's a lot of things that are silly. Um, you know, rewatching it. Like, the creature designs are really fun. You mm-hmm. can tell they're limited by the budget. Yes. But yeah. I, there's things I liked about them. I like the idea that Horn is like a goat bull cyborg and he just has like these like, you know, little Speedos on. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, Horn, Horn. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked, I liked the big grasshopper guy. Um, I thought it was funny that they were so proud of their four hands guy. They just always, any scene he oh, was yeah. in, they're like, we gotta do something cute yeah. with his hands. With his hands. Oh, his other hands come out. Or, oh, we're gonna cut your fingers off. And like, they just were like, oh, he's got four arms. That's the best idea ever. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes me snicker every time I saw that second set of hands. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I, and I just feel like one of the things, though, that rewatching it was like, yeah, the lack of action. Paul Satterfield just seems like a missed opportunity for mm-hmm. like, <coughs> they could have got someone else who maybe could have brought some gravitas to the role. A little more charisma, you think? Right, right. Yeah. He's got a serious Christopher Reeve thing going on. Yeah. Except for the charisma. <laughs> the face. Right. Yeah. Right, that mm-hmm. might be how he got his start. You know? Yeah. You kind of look like Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but doesn't but yeah, that, that same charm, yeah. There's some cuteness to it, and like the, the fighting outfits are kind of interesting, and some of the set design is really good. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does. It, it's like a movie I still feel good about nostalgic wise. Yes. Like, oh yeah, this is exactly. fun. I would like I would tell anybody, yeah, go watch Arena. It's fun, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But I wouldn't like say it's like one of my favorite '80s movies or anything. Like right. That, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie a C plus because of pretty much all of what you just said. Yeah, there are definitely some good parts of this, but there's a lot of missed opportunities too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jessalyn. See? See? Wow. It's in the solid, like, I didn't really care, but there's nothing really wrong with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I would go C+. Plus, and it's a C as far as, like, the quality of the movie. The concept is just cool enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've never seen another movie like it, you know? Yes. That's and and I always give movies credit for that, especially low-budget movies, because I feel like when yes. they can take a concept... You know, like we talked about Split Second. I'm like, you're never going to see another movie like that. It's not a great movie, but you're never going to see another movie like mm-hmm. that. And Arena is kind of in that same... Right. You know, the closest thing I can think is movies like um, like Real Steel or something, you know. Or yeah, like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, or like <laughs> Robot Jocks, which I think yeah. is a better 80s weird concept movie, you know. At the same time, you mentioned Split Second, and I could do Split Second today. Like, I remember Split Second. Whereas Arena, I had to get on That's YouTube true. and kind of rewatch yeah. it because I was like, what the hell is going to happen <laughs> right, right. this movie? So forgettable. Yeah, and the yeah. audio is pretty bad, too. Oh, yeah. so bad. Tell what's going That's on. That's in my notes. Like, I can barely hear what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The DVD wasn't very much better either because yeah. I bought because I didn't know it was on YouTube. I was like, I just better just grab this. And it, it's not even in widescreen. Nice. Uh, it's not even, you know, uh, the picture's not even all that great. That's how you know you got a winner when it's yeah. like, it's full frame, yeah, not, a, no features, like, features, trailer. The know? trailer. Yeah. <laughs> production notes. That was the production other one. Notes. I'm like, oh, fuck this. I don't want like, this. What's the one they say? Uh, cast uh, biographies or something? Yeah. <laughs> like a picture of the person and the other movies they were in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, uh, Tyrell, for joining us once again. um, Hope you come back again. We do some more of these kind of movies, and we can do a part two to um, movies we want to see remade. Mm -hmm. Keep those uh, in my pocket. Yes, keep them in your pocket, man. (laughs) I got like eight on my list. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, I I definitely want to think of some more, too. Uh, So thank you for listening to us this week, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that's your usual line. At the I end. say I that. <laughs> you started saying it, so it seemed redundant. I did. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> I am the new way to go. I am the way of the future.
innocent people being crucified.